0: What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Long Beach Joe, and I am back at it, back at it, back at it again. I'm back at it again, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm back at it. And let me tell you something else. The New York Jets are back at it, okay? We back at it again. Guys are on the field, okay? They're about to be on the field excuse me tomorrow, but training camp is underway. Things is moving and shaking. We know the rookies have reported as well. But guess what? Veterans report today, guys have shown up, backed in, all these guys, right? We also got guys coming off the PUP. You know what I'm saying? We're going to be discussing that too. Guys are going to be practicing in full tomorrow. I'm telling. You, I'm hyped up. I am fired up. I don't know if everybody else is fired up, but camp is here and I'm hyped up.
1: I'm fired up.
0: I'm ready to go. So with that said, let's get into the show. Listen, I am the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show, like that page, my content's up there, go ahead and give it a listen. Message me, I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on Twitter as well, okay? The show's page is at The Long Beach Joe. Go ahead and follow that page, follow you right back, and we can go back and forth, talk about football, all that stuff, man. You know what I'm saying? Let me know what I'm doing here on the show as well. My personal page is Young J000. Again, Young J000. It's my personal Twitter page. Go ahead and follow me again. I'll follow you right back and let's go back and forth. Your boy's also on iTunes as well, okay? I'm on iTunes, all right? Go on over to iTunes, okay? Go on over to iTunes, search the Long Beach Joe Show, okay? Subscribe to that. And also, you know, give your boy some, some feedback as well. Give me some feedback. Let me know what you folks think about what I'm doing here on the show. Give me a five-star rating, please. You know what I'm saying? That's always greatly appreciated as well. And let me know how you folks think I'm doing here. I really enjoy touching, you know, reaching out and touching people and, you know, talking about this football team with everybody. And, again, I want to thank everybody that does do that too because it's greatly appreciated just getting that feedback. So, and also, all right, if you want to watch the show live, Okay, if you wanna check out other content, guess what? Your boy does the live show on YouTube, okay? I've been told before. Last week there's you know, I had a guest that told me as well that I'm handsome. Okay. Look, I I'm not a big headed guy or nothing like that. I just have people come up to me, they say, Joe, we knew you you know, you was on you doing your your radio show. That's great, but man, you're looking good. I said, Hey, you know, thanks. You know what I'm saying? Thanks. Everybody, women come up to me, Joe, you're handsome. You're looking looking real nice there. All right, cool. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a big-headed guy. You know, I, I appreciate the compliments. I do. And I give them right back. You look good as well, you know? But if you want to see your boy live, okay, if you want to see me live, do the show live, talk about this Jets live, then go to YouTube, put in Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube, Okay that will bring up the youtube page go ahead and subscribe hit that notification bell so when i post content you folks will be in the know all right when the show goes live you'll be able to come over and see it i put up other content on there as well about the team too you guys can check that out as well you know i'm always fired up so salute to everybody that does that now it's time to get into this team all right and boy oh boy do we have a lot to discuss salutes to all the savages in the chat man you want to know why i call my my chat is savages? Because they're.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm savage.
0: They are savage, man, and they get after everybody. Everybody gets it. It doesn't matter who you are. When the time comes, it's your. <laughs> savage. It's your time when the time comes. Okay? Nobody's safe, not even me. You give a take they don't like, guess what? They get right after you. No problem. (sighs) So that's why we call them the savages. Salute to all the savages in the chat. We'll come to you in a second. We got people asking questions. Today, the veterans have reported to training camp, and boy, oh, boy, do we have a lot to talk about. We got guys coming off the PUP as well. Carl Lawson, Makai Beckton, CJ, Uzama. We're going to be discussing that, too. We've also signed some guys and brought some guys in and made some, uh, some cuts, too. But before we get to that, one of the big reasons why I do this radio show is to reach out and touch fans. You know, everyone knows that I'm a Jet fan in California. There's not a lot of Jet fans out here, you know, not much at all, right? So I wear my green proudly. And when I'm walking around and I spot another Jets fan, they spot me we instantly have that connection. Where there's other people all over the place finding a way to bring Jets fans together. They have fan clubs, they sit down, they watch games together, they become a part of the community, they build communities of Jets fans. And it's all about coming together, bleeding green together, watching this team together, sticking together through thick and through thin. The wins, the losses, the the, the happiness, the misery, all of it, they are there together supporting each other. So with that said, I'm going to bring on Willie Williams from the Virginia 757 Jet Fan Club, and he's going to talk to us today about what they're doing in Virginia, how much fun they're having, and he's going to talk to us about Bleeding Green. Salutes to you, Willie. I want to thank you for coming on the Long Beach Joe show today. How are you feeling, my friend? All right. What's going on, Joe? Thanks for having me. Hey, man, it's, it's, thank you for coming on. It's always good to speak with you. Listen, Willie, I want you to share with my audience what made you become a New York Jets fan. Yeah, that's funny. All right, so all right, so basically, um I'm from I'm originally from um, Long Island, New York and we moved to Virginia. And so my dad was always a diehard Cowboys fan. We always you know, so I grew up, you know, being a Cowboys fan. But then mm-hmm. right towards the end of dynasty um, I needed something new because they, they just kept winning. And it was getting annoying. So then Keyshawn Johnson was my favorite player in college at the time, so he just happened to come to the Jets. And I started doing the research on the Jets, and I was like, wow, okay, they're the underdogs. And I've been riding ever since. And that was 1995, I believe. Yeah. Okay. okay. 1995. It's- yeah, so we've been you really? know, we've been through all the
1: ups and all that. Right.
0: Yep. Yeah, Willie, really, it is always interesting to hear how people become Jets fans. I, I, again, I hear from different stuff. You know, again, I became a Jets fan from watching the Monday Night Miracle. That was the first Jets game I watched. I was really young, and I just said, man, I got to follow this team. I got I to figure out what makes this team tick. Why, you know, right. how do they just continue to battle and fight? There's other people, you know, that talk about, hey, you know, my family they were all Jets fans, and I was growing up, and you know we watched football together. And I was thinking, what team do I want to root for? And they said, Hey, you don't have to worry about that because you're going to be wearing a green jersey, whether you like it or not. You know, some we became Jets that way. <laughs> right. Yeah, it is just great to hear your path uh, to becoming a fan. Now, we talk about you being a Jets fan, but can you talk to us about how did your fan club come about, man? okay so we already there was
2: already a uh fan
0: club in you know the virginia beach area shout out to the uh the virginia jet fans um you know I'm still a member of mm-hmm. them as well um uh, but i'm on the um i'm more on the peninsula side so there's really nothing going on on that side so you know with mm-hmm. all of my you know charismatic <laughs> creativity i took it over to that side so you know we, we uh a couple places we watch it over there you know so that's I can. yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, That's that's usually how it works. Now can you tell us where exactly you folks hang out and meet up and, and watch this, these games together? Can you let my audience know that and do you, what kind of activities are you folks involved in? you guys do anything like raffles or anything like that within your clubs? Oh, absolutely, okay, so two points that we actually watch and we actually we actually watch it our, on at Hooter's 1801 West Mercury Boulevard in Hampton. And then also we watch it at the Green Turtle, uh, 3610 Von Schilling Drive in Hampton as well. So, like, you know, we'll we'll alternate back and forth. So what we'll do is, you know, it's game day. I have a – like I said, I'm really creative. So I have a, um, I have a backdrop I had made, you know, with, with our logo and stuff on it. So we'll put that up. We do uh, – ra- I raffle off jerseys. I raffle off, um, you know, different trinkets. You know, I will buy beer and wings for the guys. You know, when they show up. So, you know,
1: we have we have a lot of fun.
0: Oh, and then on top of that, <laughs> I have a flight suit. I have a flight suit and a pilot helmet. So, whenever we, uh, okay, whenever we score a touch, we this thing called the flyby. So, being somebody else, we'll go back to back. We'll fly around the bar. We'll do the little air bump, and then we'll do the chain after a touchdown. <laughs> okay, it's okay. pretty fun. Talking about right there. That's what I'm talking about right there. You really bringing it to the table there, Willie. I like that. I like that. Now, now, yeah. Now, now, when we when we're talking about you know all the things that you do around there, you're on the peninsula side there. You know, I've been in VA before. Can you explain to people what it's like being a Jets fan in Virginia? What is it like being a Jets fan in your local area? You get hassled by other, by Cowboys fans, you get hassled because there are some Redskins fans there, or now it's the Commanders, the Commanders fans uh, there as well. The com- Tell us yeah. what it's like, what's your experience has been like being a Jets fan in your area? Okay, so here's the crazy part, Joe. All right, so like I said, D.C., V area, it's all Redskins, mm-hmm. mostly Redskins, but then there's Cowboy fans that hate the Redskins fans that, you know, so, um, yep. so when you see us, yep. they, we instantly get attacked. Oh my God! Why are you a Jet fan? This that you must be from New York, Is this that you know it's it's, it's annoying. But see, I'm that Jet fan that <laughs> if you're we could be sixteen and zero or zero and sixteen, you would never know the difference because that, that's how that's how I talk, you know. So it it you know it, it gets interesting. Yeah. Yeah, like you said as well, I like a, I, I've like been there, and there are a ton of, you know, Commanders fans, and let me tell you something. They they, they wear it loud and proud, and like you said, they do hate the Cowboys with every fiber of their being. You know what I'm saying? so it, it's, it's, it can get crazy out there, but I'm glad, you know, you, like you said, you're wearing your green, and you're letting them know, listen, I'm not for the nonsense. You know, I love the Jets. It is what it is, and I want to speak my piece. I respect that. I respect that, Willie. Now, Absolutely. When we're talking about this football team, right, because we talked mm-hmm. to you about your club and everything, all the great things you folks are doing, I want to talk to you a little bit about this football team. When you look at this team, man, and you look at the, the the changes that have been made, what are your thoughts on Robert Sella and Joe Douglas, man? How do you feel about some of the things that they've been able to do here? Okay, so I'll start with Joe. All right, so with Joe, like, I mean, like, he put together a masterpiece in Philly, and, you know, it won them a title. Um, I have never been this excited about the Jets since probably when Mark Sanchez played, because, because they, they actually put together what we need. He addresses what we need, and I love that. So, it's like, yeah. when we had the draft, it was like, oh, my God, like, we have a shutdown corner again. We have you know, all pro running back. We've got a all all everything receiver. Like, I mean, it was just it was just incredible. Like we were just going crazy at Hooters when they started, you know, the first round draft. Um so mm-hmm. like I just they'll keep up the good work. And as far as Robert mm-hmm. knows, it's like, you know, second year, I think he just has to get his feet wet, and I think he's going to do great things, too, because the the team loves him. I mean, even in San Francisco, everybody loves him. They were sad to see him go. So I've I've never seen anyone, like, get upset when somebody leaves. So I'm like, okay, so I feel like we got a good guy here. So I think by, by, you know, this year and next year, trying to figure it all out, I think we can do, like, extraordinary things. Yeah. Yeah. And and even talking about Robert Sella, some of the things that you talked about, Willie, it wasn't just, you know, the players from San Francisco, we saw them, you know, reach out, Richard Sherman, all those guys coming on and being, you know, sad to see him go, but there was other players around the league saying, Hey, the jets got it right. The jets finally yeah. got a guy that can really come in and change, you know, the face from a coaching standpoint. He's a great leader. He's a great man. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's a great teacher. All these things were things that we heard. And not only did we hear those things, but we saw those things as well because we saw the job that he did in San Francisco, not just, you know, with guys like Bosa and Warner and those guys. No, there were times when he was without those guys due to massive injuries on their defense, the year that they spanked us and ran all over us. That was the same year where they had a lot of massive injuries defensively, and he was able to get the most out of the, a lot of the backup guys. They still have one of the better yep. defenses in the league from him being able to piece that together. So I was excited yep. about bringing him in, and he's, he's looked solid. He's really done a solid job, and Joe Douglas, we all know, this guy's just a spin master. He can do it all. We saw him, you know, the, 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 the capital he was able to get for Jamal Adams was phenomenal. Being able to trade Chris Herndon, Get capital back. He traded Blake Cashman. Blake, I never play. I'm always hurt Cashman and got some got a kick yep. back. So it's like it's completely crazy. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> Willie? It's it's insane. It's yep. insane. I'm just saying he's yep. insane. You know, Joe Joe I don't know what he's telling people. I don't know what he what you know, what kind of bargaining chip he's got or, you know, what kind of secrets he holds against certain people. But I tell you what, he's able to get the deals done and bring it in. Now when we're talking about the wheeling and dealing that Joe Douglas has made, man, and things moves that we've seen him make. What is your favorite free agent signing that you've seen so far from Joe Douglas this past offseason? Um, just re-signing everybody. Um, that that like that was major. Like, uh, I, my favorite my favorite re-sign is probably um Barrios. Ber- um. Okay. Yeah, because you know, I think that he is. Yeah, I think he's going to be the key because I think I I, I do. Just, just for the simple fact that um, he can ignite our special teams
1: too. You know, that's
0: another thing mm-hmm. that we don't really have. But, but, but I feel like that's coming as well. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I, lo- I love the fact, I, I love the fact he resigned. Everybody, and and I think we'll be good. I think we'll be fine. Okay. Yeah. So, what, what do you when you look at the draft? What do you think about the draft? Who is your favorite, uh, you know, draft pick? A lot of people like Sauce, some people like Jermaine Johnson. What are your thoughts about our draft? Um, I think we I, – I mean, I, I think they said we had, what, a A-minus, B-plus or something like that. I mean, I think it was yeah. an A-plus, like, that we were in there screaming, like, or, like I can't believe these guys to us.
3: you know what I mean? Like,
0: I couldn't believe mm-hmm. anything about Sauce and Breeze and then like I mean just everybody we picked was what we need. You know what I mean? So yes. um yep. and I love the fact that uh, we we have depth at wide receiver now. That's what we always I I feel yep. me personally, I feel like that's what we always are, are you know, we can't get it right because we don't have enough depth. You know, when mm-hmm. and uh well last year when Elijah we, we just I mean we we went to the dumps when, when he you know, when we lost him but now we get him back and that everybody gets utilized. Hopefully, hopefully our OC can get it right where he's using everybody, you know what I mean? So that way everybody gets time, but like, you know, you're not over, over, um over exerting everybody. Yeah. No. Yeah. I hear you, man. I hear you. And when you talking about, you know, our offense and, <laughs> and needed to get to where we need to go. My final question before I let you go, Willie is uh, Zach Wilson. A lot of people talking about him. He's looked good so far. Mm-hmm came in the OTAs. He's in great shape. Uh man, people mm-hmm. are talking about his focus has changed. You watched him last year mm-hmm. and we saw the ups and downs. What are your expectations from him this upcoming season? Uh I I I see him um I mean for one, I like all of his OTA stuff. Like, you know,
3: going out of, you know, going out of town with guys and fly, you know, flying guys in in
0: different places. Um now, I don't care about the other stuff to talk about. We ain't gonna go into that. But um, I just like I like his work. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. But I said, we ain't gonna talk yeah, about yeah, that. yeah. But
4: no, nah, yeah. uh, nah, he. Um, but like I said, like flying guys out
0: and hanging out with the guys and and showing real leadership and saying, hey, you know, because he knows those guys. That's who he has to trust in order to to yeah. get where he needs to be. Um, so yeah, I think that what's gonna happen is like he's gonna he's gonna grow. He's going to grow and he's going to get better protection this year, uh, you know. Because yeah. we definitely beat the lineup, so we're you know we'll be in good mm-hmm. shape. Yeah. Now listen, Willie, I'm telling you, I, I love what you folks do there in Virginia. I love what you're doing, you know, bringing people together. And I want to, I just want to thank you for doing that. Before I let you go, can you please let mm-hmm. my audience know again how they can get in contact with you folks? where they can go in Virginia to watch games with you and just how they can just, you know, just get in touch with everything that you're doing. Right. Okay. All right. So uh, I'm on Instagram, and it it's actually spelled out 757 Jet Fans. Uh, we're on mm. Facebook, 7, seven Jet Fans, you know, the number, numeric numbers. Um, then we also have a website, 757jet.com. Uh, and then again, mm. we watch the games at Hooters on Mercury Boulevard in Hampton, and um, Green Turtle, uh, uh, Bond 3610 Bond Shilling Drive. Listen, Willie, it's been phenomenal speaking with you. You have yourself a good night, my friend. All right. You too. Thanks, Joe. All right. You have a good one. Listen, Willie calling in 757JETS,
1: man. Stand up. <laughs>
0: Man, again, if you are in the Virginia area, please get in contact with the 757 Virginia Jets fan club. They do phenomenal things as you just heard Willie come on and just give us a whole breakdown of how they're handling business out there. I, I really, really love what they're doing. And again, I want to salute to, salute to Willie and thank him for coming on and sharing his, uh, you know, the information about his club and everything he does. And he's a super knowledgeable Jets fan. Knows the Jets back and forth. So, Now we're going to get into the show because we've got a lot to discuss. I'll get to the callers in just a second. Colin, Angelo, Chris, Jeremy, we'll get to you in a second. All the other callers as well, we'll get to you in just a second. But we got to talk about this, okay, because it is training camp time. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, it is time. Listen, folks, the veterans have reported. They reported today on the 26th, all right? We've got a lot of guys that have come in the building, all our guys reported. Again, you know, we had all of them. You know, we saw Beckton. he looks good, Carl Lawson, you know, Zama, all those guys are in the building, right? So with all of those veterans reporting, right, because we don't have no issues, uh, the New York Jets have now activated Makai Beckton, Carl Lawson, CJ Uzama off the puck list, okay? So they're off the puck list. They're ready to go. <laughs> They're ready to go. This is what I talked about when everybody was saying, Oh my God, Becca's starting on the P U P. Oh my God, all these guys, oh man, the the, the 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 sky's falling. Everything's falling. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute, guys. Wait a minute. They can get activated at any time. There's no issue. We also saw Robert Sulla come out and say, Hey, we've everything that we've worked with the Makai and we're in constant contact with him and he's in you know in the building facility moving around, guess what? That needs hundred percent. And he's looking good. And, oh, by the way, he's looking very good because uh, that boy's looking slim. He don't look like he's uh, 400 pounds.
4: You're smoking crack. Stop.
0: He don't look like he's 400 pounds. That's all I'm saying. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying nothing. I'm just saying that he don't look like he's 400 pounds. Here
1: we go. Because
0: I told people that he was going to be in shape. I told people that he was going to be motivated just like when he was standing at that podium with the big bus shirt on, right? I told people that that man was going to be serious, is serious, has always been serious about football, and he was going to bring it to people. So now that knee's 100%. He's looking trim and slim, all right, in great shape, and he's going to be out there. And I can't wait for Makai Becton to silence, the critics, and the haters. That's all I'm going to say about that. Salutes to Will Kohler, Savage in the chat, says, Becton looks like he's in great shape. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. We'll get to all the Savages in a second, but he looks like he's in phenomenal shape. So all of those guys have been activated off the PUP. Carl Lawson back on the field is going to be gigantic. That's one of the guys I'm the most excited about as well. Here's a guy that we were all clamoring for when the New York Jets signed him. Clamoring to this guy. Finally got a pass rusher. Haven't had one to John Abraham. This guy's back on the field now. Off the PUP, he's going to go do his thing. We'll see what, what, how they handle him in practice. But I'm telling you, if Carl Lawson is 100 100% ready to go, he's going to be a beast this year as well. He's an added piece that we've always needed. This defense is going to look tremendously different with him, Jermaine Johnson, and a pass rush. We finally have the pieces to effectively run Sulla's scheme. Finally. The New York Jets have needed pass rush for years, and we finally got it. We're no longer – you're not going to have 40 years to throw the football. We don't have to throw the kitchen sink at you every single time with a blitz to get to you now. We're going to have guys that can come off the edge. The Jets have also placed Tevin Coleman as well on the non-injury football list, you know, the NFI. I believe uh, Jeremy Rucker is still on that too. Um, so we'll see how that, you know, kind of pans out. I'm sure those guys will come out in a second. So we're figuring that stuff out. The signings as well for the New York Jets, they've made to move. They signed uh, Chris Strindler, quarterback. They've also signed Rashad Davis, who has a history, Joe Douglas. A little time there with the Eagles, and Isaiah Williams as well to help with the offensive line. So we'll see how that shakes out there with those guys. Rashad Davis might be a guy that can challenge to possibly, you know, that fifth wide receiver spot, maybe a little bit later, depending on how many wide receivers we keep, he might be a guy that can push to possibly make the roster, you know. They also released DJ Montgomery and Craig James and also uh, Drew Sama as well, offensive lineman. So those guys, we're moving on from them. We'll see how things shake out. But I am so fired up about the New York Jets training camp, everything we got going. We've seen a lot of talk from Quentin Williams as well, talking about how he's excited for the season. He's in some of the best shape that he's ever been in. He's excited about his defense and where they can go. He thinks sky's the limit here. But he wants to make sure, you know, everybody's in shape, everybody's ready to go, and everybody's focused on a weekly basis. So it was great to hear from him. We also heard a lot from Elijah Vera Tucker, man. Let me tell you something. This kid, Elijah Vera Tucker, is something special, okay? He's something super special because not only is he a phenomenal lineman, but he puts the work in to be a phenomenal lineman. We heard him talk about his work with Lakeland Tomlinson in the offseason, went up there and worked with him as well. You know what I'm saying? Went up there and put in some work, picked his brain about the position, what he, what he needed to do, with how he could get better. You know, him and Lakeland definitely fed off of each other, so that was phenomenal to hear. He also talked about Makai Becton as well, coming in looking phenomenal, looking like he's in great shape. He said with Becton on this line, I'm telling you, it's going to be something scary for week one. It's going to be something scary this year. You got Becton, you got Lakeland Thomason, you got Elijah Vera Tucker, you got George Fant when things kind of pan out with him. I'm telling you, this is going to be a different year, and this is all about, again, continuing to build with Zach Wilson. He's going to be protected this year. Now he'll be able to have the time to dissect defenses and get the ball to where it needs to go, helping him to grow and ascend as a young quarterback within this league. Let me tell you something. I am fired up, guys. I am hyped because this team, and we've heard it from multiple players, there's so many players on this football team, veteran guys, guys that have been in locker rooms, guys that have have come from other places that were winners, and they're talking about the playoff expectation is here. We don't want to settle for less than that. Braxton Berrios came out and said, listen, it's playoffs, and if it's not, we're going to be disappointed. Mosley said some, some of the same things. Look, I'm looking at it. I'm saying, hey, we need to make the playoffs. It's time for us to make a push. This is a different time. This is a different Jets team. We're coming out, and we're not taking any mess, man. We're taking none of it. Playoff time. Playoff time. A lot of expectations. A lot of talent. It's time to go. So I'm going to get to the line. 515 602 515 Six zero two nine six three nine is the number. Call in. I am taking all cars and I'm fired up. I'm fired up. It is time. It is our time. So we'll get to these lines. First caller I'm going to go to is my guy, Angelo. Angelo, I'm coming directly to you. Chris, Colin, Jeremy, I'll come to you in a second. Angelo, salutes to you, my friend. I want to thank you for calling into the show. Listen, there's a lot of discussion, a lot of things going on. I'm going to get straight to it with you. You got Beckton showing up. He's looking like he's in great shape, right? He's been activated off the pup. What are your thoughts about him in this left tackle position? Do you think he takes it?
5: Yeah, looking really good, man. I saw the photo of him today, man. What a beast. I mean, he,
0: mm-hmm.
5: 400 pounds, it, it, it's muscle. It ain't fat. It ain't fat. <laughs> and you could tell he's been working out because you know what? I I, um, I tore my Achilles a couple years ago, and I want to get back with Carl Lawson on that, but – um. That mm-hmm. was when I got in the best shape of my life because you are constantly mm-hmm. rehabbing. So, uh, salutes to Carl Lawson and Makai Beckham because you got nothing else to do but work out. And uh, I'll yeah. tell you, man, it looks like he has been doing it. You know, everybody had skepticism and what he was doing in the off season, But, man, I'll tell you what, sometimes it's better to get away and, and do what you got to do because you know what? If it's working, it's working. And, and I like what I see. And, and he's looking like he's going to get a payday. He's going to get paid. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he does. I'm telling you, he looks phenomenal. He looks phenomenal. And I told people, I think he's going to silence so many people this upcoming, you know, season. It's going to be completely ridiculous. But talking about silencing things, right, we're going into training camp. We got full practices coming. There's a lot of critics that have come out in the past talking about Zach Wilson, too, talking about what he could bring to the table possibly, right, what he's going to be able to do. What are you? What are your expectations of Zach Wilson in training camp? Do you think that this is where he starts to set the table, you know, to get into the season and really get things cooking? You know,
5: I, I hope so. I feel like if there is one question mark with the team, it's probably him because we really don't know what we're going to expect. You know, you saw some immaturity in the off season, and uh, but you also saw some uh, how so? some discipline because how so? We, we, well, you know, with the whole you know all the gossip and the
1: oh, cheating and all whatever okay can i say maturity. this so, though no. hey, can i can i, do I say the same this thing, though
0: man. go go ahead go ahead <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can i say
1: this
0: that that off the field stuff and i don't i don't want to get into it because again a lot of it is rumors right that that off the field stuff yeah. is off the field stuff people talk about the the immaturity with that situation again that, there's a lot of rumors a lot of stuff we don't really know I, I, i'm not even interested Because what we did see was the maturity of him coming in in unbelievable shape. That guy is lifting for real, for real, right? We called – he came in. We're seeing, you know, the coaches talking about how beefy he is, how great he looks. We're also hearing a lot about the the ability to execute the play calls that are out there for him, right? We're constantly hearing those things. We heard Mike LaFleur come out, and he talked about how the focus is different with Zach Wilson. It's a different focus. It's not the same as it was. He's understanding things faster. He's dissecting defenses. He's figuring things out. When I call plays in the huddle, right? He's not even he doesn't even really have to pay attention too much because he already knows what I'm calling, where I'm going, what I'm doing, and he's able to come out and get the job done. We heard from Zach Wilson's own mouth. Look, in the offseason, I'm preparing. I I prepare it, not just my body, I'm not just physically, but mentally as well. I'm I'm watching. I'm watching tape to figure out, hey, this is what guys are doing against defenses that give us these certain type of looks in systems that are similar to us offensively. And I'm, I'm utilizing that, and then that helps me to destroy other football teams. To me, that is growth and maturity. To me, that is what we're looking for in our franchise quarterback that we think he is, right? That shows me that this guy's going to be able to bring to the table because he's getting himself prepared fully. I mean, what more do you want you from me? Him? What more do you want from him, Angelo?
5: What more? No, you're right, Joe. And he, like I said, he's 22, 23 years old. He's a kid. So again, you work hard. You play hard. Um, what you can see from Zach Wilson is he's a go-getter. You know, he's confident, good-looking.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: Uh, he attacks the playbook. He attacks the film. Um, he, he wants more. I think he's one of those kids that uh, almost like ADD where he's just constantly got to have to do something and constantly, mm-hmm. uh, you know, stimulating his brain. So I, I agree with you a hundred percent. You can see he put in the work because, you know, he wants to show a good face and um, sure. you know, he's going to be the leader of this team. And you can tell he's working for it. Like I said, we were all young at one point. We all did things and you're right. That's off the field stuff. We don't want to worry about that, but, but I am proud of the kid. Um, I will tell yep. you, having a young quarterback, let's look back at the last couple ones that were successful, Russell Wilson, Ben Roethlisberger coming in the first couple of years, Mark Sanchez coming in AFC Championship games. Do we think Zach Wilson mm-hmm. is that guy? So, you know, It's really hard to build around a young quarterback, and it's got to be the right fit. It's not just the talent. It's got to be the fit. There's plenty of players that came out uh, with talent, Jamarcus Russell, that, that went to a system, that went to a team and just failed. Um, you know, if Jamar went to the Patriots, who knows what would have happened. So I, I think um, when you look at it, it is the right fit for Zach Wilson, the right environment. And, and, and he's got to, like I said, he's got to prove it. And I feel like, you know, if something doesn't work out with this team, it's, it's got to be the coaches. The coaches are definitely on the hot seat this year. I know it's a young team, oh, but we have the talent. Wow. We have the general manager. Sure. I mean, I'm, I'm just telling you right now, you look at Salah, you look at Sean McVay, you look at Sala, you look at Bill Belichick. You know, if I'm looking across, I'm like, well, obviously Bill Belichick is way more intelligent than Sala. Sala doesn't have that in-game experience. He's a player's coach. Um, I want to see more from Sala. I want to see him out-coaching other coaches. We, haven't, we didn't see that last year. We, we know yeah, but, a couple games, but I, I don't know, man. I, the I really want to see more no, from
0: let's... Sala on the floor. And and I hear you, and and I understand, again, these guys, these are first years as, you know, first year uh, head coach for Sala, first year, you know, offensive coordinator experience for, uh, you know, Mike LaFleur. They're coming off their first year now. They're they're going into their second year. I think one of the biggest kind of issues with that standpoint is the New York Jets have struggled with talent as well. If you look at some of the issues that we had last season, right, there was a lot of gaping holes in our situation here with the football team, right? You look at our defense, we did not have the pieces to properly run that system. We didn't have a pass rusher. Carl Lawson goes down in the offseason. There was nobody after him, right, a lack of depth. You look at all these other spaces as well that we had problems defensively. There there was big-time issues. They were still building. They're still trying to recover. You look at us offensively. Our offensive line was horrific last season, horrific last season. It was bad, right? We couldn't protect Zach Wilson properly, which costed us time with him. And then guess what? That also impacted our lack of a run game. I don't I, – and, I, and I've heard this from some Jets fans, Angelo. You're not the only person that said this. But I have always been – I've been against saying that this they're on the hot seat. This is only year two. We're still building. I know a lot of people don't want to hear that, but let me tell you why. We continue to build incorrectly, right? I know we were told that the rebuild started with McCagney. <laughs> he didn't properly do it. So here we got Joe Douglas coming in. You know, he's got his draft. He's got his free agency. We're still putting things together. We can't put coaches on the hot seat in year two. We can't do that. I, I just, I don't think that, okay. that's fair to them. But I do think that we, we uh, should take a step forward. That's what I will say. But I won't say he's on the hot seat. Now, my final question. You're right. Go, go, go ahead. ahead. Go, I'll let you respond. I'll, I'll just say well, the only thing with that, I'll make it
5: short, is that you're, I, I think you're right. We do have the talent now. So obviously, like, you know, we have the talent. So, okay, coaches. Coach the talent. So obviously, if there's if there's a, we have a losing record. Or, I understand there's a lot of great teams out there too, man. So you're right. We got to give them the credit on this year because we know it's still kind of a rebuild. But I, I'm telling yeah. you, another know, losing season this year definitely hot seat next year. But but like I said, um, we, the the thing is we have a lot of talent this year. So now it's like okay, coaches, we got you what you wanted. Put put it on the field. Now. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I have a yeah. Know. That's how I look
0: at it. Yeah, and we'll see. Now, my final question before I let you go, Angelo, give me your thoughts about Carl Lawson being out there off the PUP. What do you think about this, man? What are you expecting from this guy? Because we saw the workout video recently, and he, he put that grown man on his backside. I'm just going to say that. A push and put him on his backside. What are your expectations from Carl Lawson coming off the PUP? He looks like he's going to be out there, man.
5: All right, like I said, I tore my Achilles um, probably almost ten years ago now, and um, doctor told me one year you'll be 100% recovered. And I and was a very active kid. I was uh, basketball, football. I mean, I, I tore it playing basketball. You um, know, I was a gym rat. So um, I hit the gym, and I would say probably around. I mean, I was on a scooter for a little bit. Probably around the, the six, seven, eight month mark is where I got my confidence back. I think the eight-month mark is like, okay, I can actually start going out, running, uh, doing whatever I can. I, I was f- well fully 100% recovered before the year. And, and just imagine what Carl Lawson has had, <laughs> you, know, not, you know, compared to what I had. So I, I can tell yeah. you right now he is 100%. Now, with my Achilles, yeah. I, 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 to be honest with you, I, I don't think I really feel it much more. I, I, I kind of forget that it, that it happened. You know, I did, like I said, 100% recover. Um, every now and then, you know, you get a little sore. So, I, I expect Carl Lawson to play. I expect him to miss a lot of practices this year because of the soreness. Um, he's probably going to be mm-hmm. sore after the game. Um, you know, but but it's all mental. You know, it's mental because you know what? It's healed. It ain't, it ain't going to tear again. Or, or Obviously, God forbid, I, I didn't play football like he did. But um, he if he's looking good, he's feeling good, he's going to play. And, and like I said, we, we're going to have to give him a lot of rest. So Jermaine Johnson wants to step in there. And uh, I think you've got you to play Carl Lawson smart. You can't, you're not going to play him every down. He's not going to be an every down type of guy. He might just be a situational pass rusher for a little bit. Um, or I think just to kind of get his feet wet, and then uh, we'll see how it goes. But like I said, you got to really take care of it. And his Achilles is going gonna, gonna to be sore. He's going to have to do a lot of massage. Um, but um, as long as he rests, you know, eats right, hydrates, um, he'll play, and, and you know I don't know if he's yeah. going to be a superstar like like we thought, but I could see him having ten sacks this year in a situational role if that's what if that's what we're going to do with him.
0: Uh, there's no yeah. reason I mean, to rush we'll, him back. You know? Yeah, you know. Well, I, like, you we'll see what happens. Out, you know, again, Carl Lawson, he's in phenomenal shape. That dude looks like an action figure, it's like something out of a movie. He's just ripped. <laughs> it's insane, but. I hear what you're saying, Angelo. I want them to be cautious with him as well. But, again, he's off that PUP, and I'm pretty sure that they checked things out, and his, his workouts have been phenomenal. So on your way out, Angelo, okay, give me the name of two players. Who do you think has the most to lose and the most to gain from their performance at training camp? Just give me the name of two players. Who do you think has the most to lose and the most to gain from training camp? Well, wow, from training camp,
5: okay, thinking about – you know, big picture, obviously, it's Makai Beckham. He has the most to lose, um, you know, with the money. But I, he's not losing his uh, spot on the uh, offensive line. Um, you know what, man? To be honest, I, I, I don't know what we're doing at linebacker. So mm-hmm. whoever uh, – I mean, you know, we got C.J. Mosley in there. But to be honest with you, oh. I haven't really been looking at football recently. Like, whatever linebacker, whatever outside linebacker, they have the most to gain and oh, uh, you know, obviously the most lose because you've got a starting yeah. spot there waiting for you, or yep. you're on the special teams, or, or even cut. So, uh, mm. you know, you look at our team now, I know our offensive line. I know our running backs. I know our receivers. I know our corners. I know our safeties. I know C.J. Mosley. I, I know we drafted two last year, um, Nazrul Dean and the, those guys. I mean, I, I, yep. I don't know. I don't know what we're doing at outside linebacker. So, Nazrul Dean, if, he, if he's the guy we thought, if he's going to take that, start, is he? I don't know. I don't think he is, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Whoever's going to take that outside linebacker spot has the most to gain and also has the most to lose because it's just, uh, and obviously, you know, you could think about one of the wide receivers because we've got a stacked receiver room, too. So yeah. there's a yeah. starting spot for someone I mean, out there, or that's it, special teams.
0: Yeah. Listen, Angela, I want to thank you for calling in, friend. I'm going to get back to these lines. The lines are hot. We're going to get back to the callers. Salutes to you. Thank you for calling in. You have yourself a good night, my friend.
5: Thank you, sir. You see, Jeff? Bye. Uh,
0: Listen, Angelo calling in with some heat. You know, I I didn't agree with them with saying uh, (laughs) that the coach was on a hot seat. Neither did Dark Soldier. Salutes to the savages in the chat. Dark Soldier in the chat says, uh, no way the coaches are on a hot seat. It's the second year for Pete's sake. Yeah, you know, I've heard other Jets fans say that as well. I've heard them say it. I'm telling you. Salutes to Dave in the chat as well. He says, just getting in. Happy to see that we added Rashad Davis uh for the return competition. Yes, Rashad Davis is also can does does some kick returning and some depth. And he also says that Carl Lawson should be registered with Department of Defense.
1: <laughs>
0: Salutes to the savages in the chat, man. They get after it. Salute. So listen, we're gonna keep getting to these lines again. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine. Five one five. Six zero two nine six three nine is the number. Call in wherever you're watching me from. Please subscribe if you have not subscribed, or if you have subscribed, hit that notification bell. Please subscribe if you have not subscribed. Also, if you'd like to give to the platform, the super chat is there. If you don't want to hit the super chat, cash app is at the bottom of the screen. Please give the stream a thumbs up as well. You know what I'm saying? Share it with your friends and your family across your social media. It's always greatly appreciated. So we're gonna get back to these lines again. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine. Five one five. Six zero two nine six three nine is the number. Call in next. We're going to my guy Chris. Chris, we're coming directly to you. Jeremy Collins, You'll be next. Salutes to you, Chris. I want to thank you for calling in. Listen, Chris. Carl Lawson is off the pup, my friend. Give me your thoughts. What are your expectations of him, man? Carl Lawson is going to be a uh, going to be a
6: problem
3: this year. He's gonna, he's in the recently contract year. You're going to see something. You know. Yeah, fans have been seen before, man. This guy's going to be a monster.
0: So I don't know what the last, you know, be, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, this guy is This going to, you know, do some real, real damage to
1: quarterbacks.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't know what people I mean,
1: are talking about
7: in terms of, yeah, I mean, this guy, this guy is just like, a, you know, it must have
4: killed. When you off a year in the National Football League and you're seeing your team not um,
0: – not performing you hurt you know it, it does something to you man so you know it looks mm-hmm. like he turned his uh pain into passion and he, he's gonna make his body a fortress so he can't get hurt that's what it looks like yeah and i, I think he made his body a fortress <laughs> man I'm, uh, i keep telling people he looks he looks like he's from a movie like he he, he literally looks yeah. like an actor figure this dude is bulked up and he's cut up and he's ripped man and i'm telling people Him being back, he's 100% this year, him and Jermaine Johnson Johnson on this line, it's just going to absolutely cause so many problems for opposing offenses. They're just going to be able to get pass rush and get pressure and hurries, and that's going to really help our defense. Now, when you look at our defense, again, training camp is here, everybody's fired up. When you look at our defense, what position battle are you looking forward to the most as training camp continues to pan out? I, I, I think the last call that hit it, I think the the
4: the uh the linebackers. I think you look at the linebackers mm-hmm. and you think but look I Hassel Dean is a good player. And he got mm-hmm. hurt last year, you know, I watched the guy at Florida State, you know, really a good player, man. Um, you know, I think he could he could do something, Quinty Williams. I think they're decent linebackers and I think that they, they can get the job done. I think we might bring in a free agent. But I, I think the positional thing at the linebacker is going to be interesting to watch.
7: But, um, mm-hmm.
4: you know, the linebacker situation is kind of changing in the NFL. It's like a safety kind of position. So, like, you got to be covering and stuff like that. You got you got the dog C.J. Mosley back there. So you got one of the best linebackers yeah. in the NFL um, in there. So you can count C.J. Mosley as two linebackers. Because that guy is special, man. That guy is a hall of famer. That guy, that guy, that guy is a monster. That guy's a beast. I don't know what people are talking about cutting this guy. He makes too much money. This guy is a just as good as as, uh, as any linebacker you've seen. Erlacher, all of them. That season, mm-hmm. man. He is a monster. Wow. Okay. okay. You yeah. got one of the best linebackers in the NFL. So people tell my linebacker linebacking mm-hmm. core is not great. Well, you got one of the best linebackers in the NFL, definitely top 10. So, yeah. you know what I'm saying?
0: So, I mean, you you know, you can't have everything. You can't have an all-star at every position. That's not the NFL. That's that's basketball. <laughs> yeah. You know, when you look at our linebacker position, it's, it's interesting. A lot of people are bringing this up. I've talked about it as well throughout the offseason. Like you said, Quincy Williams, another guy that really showed flashes. Yeah. I'm excited for him this upcoming season. A lot of people thinking that he's going to have a Pro Bowl season this upcoming season. It's definitely possible. We yeah. saw those flashes now with him kind of being the ifto facto guy on the other side of uh, C.J. Mosley. C.J. Mosley, who's phenomenal. But, again, I think we also have to keep in mind that, that 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 clock is ticking on him. He's getting older. You know what I'm saying? He's getting up there. He's in his 30s. He's going to be moving up. And uh, he's listen, also making listen. a lot of money. I know of, like, you guys 17- talk about the contract and stuff like I know you talking about the country. You, you wouldn't cut Ray Lewis. Would you cut, would you cut, would you cut guys just an undercut of listen,
1: Ray Lewis? Just 7, listen. Listen. I'm just
0: telling Chris, you, man. This I guy hear is a man. 17.5 million. I, listen. But unless you somebody in there, even Ray Lewis in his prime. Okay, yeah, that's Ray Lewis in his prime. But it's like, come on. 17.5, and then it goes up to 18-something next year. It's like, ah. You know, hopefully we can restructure, but again, you know, we got to figure out what's going to be happening with him, you know, because like you said as well, the depth of the linebacker spot is one of the biggest concerns because after him, there's nobody, you know, like you said, the other side, there's just a starting spot just waiting there, you know, Hampton Hissardine, Jamin Sherwood, could it be either one of those guys? Okay. Yeah. Because the spot is open, but it's going to be intriguing to see who ends up panning out and taking that other linebacker spot because it's just up for grabs. You know what I'm saying? So, I hear you there, but another position battle that I'm at so far, I'm kind of, you know, a little surprised that nobody's talked about is the cornerback, the cornerback position. There's a lot of battles there, right? You look at our number one spot. Yeah. Oh, man. It's, let me tell you something. Bryce Hall just ain't going to let it go. I know people have just pinned yeah, in uh, Scott Garner, and I no, love no, no, no. Him. I love Bryce Hall. I love Bryce Hall. But, bro, he ain't, I love yeah, he ain't Hall, just going to let it go. I mean, so like that, I got to say, that's I, I want I to get your thoughts about that situation at that cornerback spot. Huh. Bryce is Hall, hey, what are your thoughts about the battle there? Who do you think I, ends up being the number was, one and two? I was calling
3: for Bryce Hall. I was calling for Bryce Hall in the draft
2: when he was calling,
3: and I was calling for Isaiah Dunn. And I, and
0: mm-hmm. and
2: those guys are are really good good quarterbacks. So it's going to be interesting. Sauce is
0: going to have to earn it because these guys these guys are really really good. Now Sauce is good, mm-hmm. but you know. It, you know, Isaiah
4: Dunn and these guys, Isaiah Dunn was a rookie last year. Uh, we got uh, some mm-hmm. other guys down there. We got a very good uh, quarterback uh, room over there. We got
0: uh, the deepest, and we, we got some guys that can cover. Now we got a pass rush. We have mm-hmm. we, we have some guys that can cover, so we're going to see. I mean, um, it's going to be interesting who we keep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and again, we just talking about the number one and two spot, but Michael Carter the the second at that slot spot where does he go again? You got D J uh, Reed here as well. D J Reed, Bryce Hall, Sauce Garner, uh, Michael Carter, Eccles. There's so many guys are going to be battling there. It's going to be absolutely crazy, man. So we're going to see how that cornerback spot pans out. There's so much competition there at that spot. It's full of sharks, man. Full of complete sharks. Now I want to go to the offense with you really quickly as well. Man, there's been a lot of talk about Beck in this offseason, a lot of disrespect, people saying he was 400 pounds, all these things. He shows up to camp, he damn sure don't look like he's 400 pounds. I mean, he couldn't have lost all that 400 pounds that quickly. You know what I'm saying? That was just reported right. maybe a week, two weeks ago, right? So uh, maybe he was never really 400 pounds. We don't really know I, at this point. I said I – he, he showed I was up, he's looked good. Just, so at this point, right, he showed up, he's looked good. So give me your thoughts about him. He's off the PUP. Do you think he'll be able to take this left tackle spot?
1: Yes. Yes. Mm. You're
0: looking at Teron Smith type year this year for Makai Becton. You know, those those guys
4: in Virginia. Those guys, Virginia, you talked about. I got family down there that goes down there.
2: I got some people close to Makai Becton. And, you know,
0: Mm. the
1: dude,
2: this dude is just – I told you about this months ago. So the dude
4: is going to have a Teron Smith type year. He's going to prove he's going to be one of the best left tackles in
6: the NFL. Uh, God help you if you go against Makai Beckton. That's all I got
0: to tell you. This year. God help. Me. God help.
1: <laughs> have mercy man, on your. I'm sorry.
0: You, he's motivated, Chris. We all know. Now, before I let you I go, Chris, me give me the de- name. No, Joe. I'm dead seriously, man. I'm I'm, I'm dead serious. Oh, y'all man. know. God. God help you if you have
2: if you go against Mackay Beckton. this year.
1: I'm I'm serious, man, t- man. To get that, I know. It, I know. To get a
4: guy that big. Matt, mm-hmm. Thing, you know what I'm saying? Waking up in the morning, yep. you people, your problem telling you that there's to get
0: you. Yo. you're gonna see something.
1: Uh, I, I already I, know. I pray for Chris, I you. Know. Get into,
0: man. I pray. I pray. For I already him. know, Chris. I already know, Chris. I'm tell- I've been telling people, no, you know, people was trying to get at me, and I went back and forth to a lot of people, but I've been telling people, listen, if you think that Makai Beckon is going to be joking around this year or not going to be prepared, you're out of your mind, but, and we're seeing different here. So, again, he's off the PUP, and he told you all already that he's about to let you all know what time it is because he heard you, and he's going to make you eat your words. Now, before I let you go, Chris, give me the name of two players, right? Who do you think has the most to lose and the most to gain? From their performance at training camp give me the name of two players quickly
6: lawrence Cage, because uh he's been killing it wow uh and, okay um, you know and 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 he makes
4: up on the team um and the most in game i would say is quincy
0: williams the linebacker. Wow. okay okay those are those are solid takes there listen chris i want to thank you for coming on my friend you have yourself a good night all right all right thanks a lot all right. Listen, Chris coming on. Unique takes. Unique takes. Most to lose, most of gain. I'm telling you. Training camp is here. It's time to fight. Salutes to all of the savages in the chat. Salutes to all of them. You know what I'm saying? We're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-6029-639. 515 602 is the number. Call in. Next, we're going to my guy, Jeremy. Colin, North Carolina. Rusty, we'll get to you in a second. Salutes to you, Jeremy. I want to thank you for coming on the show tonight. It's always good to speak to you. Listen, we're fired up, man. I'm telling you, we are hyped tonight. Training camp is rolling. Veterans have reported, you know. Now we got guys that are going to be in camp, or you know, are going to be in full practice tomorrow. But before we get to that, does anybody know that Jeremy is a savage? He's
1: a savage. Damn savage,
0: man. Got to wake up. Listen, Jeremy salutes. <laughs> Jeremy, give me your thoughts about Makai Beckton showing up in shape, looking ready to go. It's looking like he's going to shut people down. How are you feeling about how he showed up, how he's looking, and do you think that left tackle position is his?
6: I think he's uh, been what I've been screaming and I think you've been screaming about forever. <laughs> This is a guy who, when he's on the field, you know, as a rookie was showing us and making us believe and and proving it on the field, he's been, you know, Mm -hmm. again, critics, he's been criticized his entire life about his size, and he came in his rookie year and he was crushing it, and he had a great rookie Mm -hmm. year. Guy fell on his knee last year, and suddenly we've had to stomach these critics and stomach these
1: people who believe
6: everything these beat writers write and just take it and take it and take it. And I think as frustrated as we are, Beckton multiply it by 20 and your, your previous caller had it right. I feel sorry for whoever has to go against Beckton because Bechton's going to make people pay. He's going to punish people. Now, yeah. As far as left or right tackle, I'm not going to make that prediction. I think that he's going to come in good enough to play left tackle, and go, you know, and I don't think that's an issue. Now, are they going to make a strategic decision? Are they going to decide that George Fant is a great pass protector, and for whatever reasons that, that you know, we have a we're a better team this year. Effectiveness on the right side with his run blocking. If they want to make a decision like that, it's not the end of the world. It doesn't mean that is not going to eventually be the long-term left tackle. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to try to make that prediction. I'll just say if he is on the right side, it's not because he got beat out or because of a lack of talent. It'll be because that's what's just schematically the best option for the Jets right now, this year, Mm -hmm. going into this year. So I I believe that there's not going to be – there's not going to be anything people are going to be able to say about Beckton this year. He's going to come out and he's going to he's going to resume the career that he was projected to have as a rookie, and that is
0: dominant tackle. Yeah. Yeah, he is. I'm telling you. And uh, let me tell you something. The last time I saw Makai Beckton, uh, starting left tackle, he was dominant. He was dominant. You know, So mm-hmm. we'll see. He's in shape and he's fully ready to go, and I'm telling you. I'm fired up about it. Another guy I'm fired up about as well, Zach Wilson. Jeremy, there's so much been surrounding him as well. My first caller talked about the off-season stuff, you know, off-the-field stuff, excuse me, you know, that supposedly went on during the off-season, a lot of rumors. Uh, We heard a lot of negative comments from the media. Tiki Barber talked about him negatively as well. You know, a lot of question marks surrounding him. Some people wondering if he could be the future for the New York Jets. They don't know. What are your expectations for Wilson? setting the tone in training camp. What do you think he's going to have to do? What, do? what are you expecting him to look like going into the camp and doing the things that he needs to do out there? Well, first, I think the way he handled the offseason was great.
6: He doesn't fire back at any of these guys that could seek him, and I love that about him. He's already mm. showing the maturity of a real leader who believes in himself. People who believe in themselves and don't doubt themselves and don't believe what the critics are saying, they don't have to go out there and fire back. They don't have to go out mm-hmm. there and say, well, I'm going to say negative things about those guys, right? So right away, we're talking about somebody who's ma- looking like he's just maturing into one of those l- real, true team leaders, right? Like a Peyton Manning.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. when,
6: you look at, when you look at the type of players, even like a Patrick Mahomes right now, when people critique him, you don't see him getting into these little petty war of words. He's a leader. Yeah. A man. Like he's a like, you know, and, and he's a, he doesn't have time for that. The way he handled the whole thing about uh, an ex-roommate dating an ex-girlfriend, and she makes an accusation about him, and he comes in and he says, hey, here, I'm, I'm in Arizona working my tail off with some guys right now. My internet's not, <laughs> not great. What did I miss? What a perfect response to it, right? So that's leadership yeah. right there, showing his teammates. You don't get into it in social media. You don't fight with these people. You just take care of business. Mm -hmm. So right away, I have more confidence in him than I did even last year because he's showing even more that this is going to be a true leader, like just as a human being. Now, as far as what he has to do, I think we're hearing that he's doing what he has to do. Like the, the feedback's been great from the other players that he's been coming in. He's making quicker decisions. He knows the playbook better. He's more comfortable with the playbook. And that was key. We have to remember, we chose that method of, you know, there's two different approaches you can have. You can baby a quarterback, only give him a certain amount of plays, baby, you know, simplify the playbook, or you could throw the whole book at him. And they threw the whole book at him in a very, you know, a very complex offense. Now he's had a
1: full yeah.
6: year to yeah. learn the plays. And everything we're hearing is that he looks more comfortable, that he's coming in and he's more comfortable with the plays um, where he doesn't have to think as much. It's going to become more instinctual yeah. for him. And the other thing I really like is one of the comments he made is, there's a like he was saying last year, I can remember looking at my first progression, even when I should have. Now I'm looking at it and saying, oh, how did I not realize the way the defensive was lined up? I shouldn't even wasted my time. I should have went right yeah. to my second. You know, and mm-hmm. like so everything he's everything he's saying is right. He physically and, and realistically has to do it on the field, but I don't think his fans we could want or expect anything more from a twenty three year old. Like he's coming in with all the saying all the right things. The coaches are saying all the right things
0: about him. Now it's just a matter of going onto the field and actually doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head there, man. I'm I'm really looking to see him come in, be crisp, clean, decisive with the football, like you said, just continuing to work and continuing to show leadership out there, getting in and out of the huddle quickly. Because, again, this is all the building up. You know, we're going to start really figuring out, you know, who's going to sit. We're within the positions also, and we're going into preseason. And then before you know it, season's going to be here and it's going to be time to go. I just want to see Zach, you know, continue to – to walk that line, just like we saw in OTAs, where a lot of people were talking about how decisive, how quick he is at getting the ball out of his hands, how he deciphers things quickly, like you said as well, all the studying, all that just showing us out there on the field. So that's huge. Now, going to the defensive side of the ball with you really quickly, man, Carl Lawson off the PUP. Give me your thoughts on what you expect from him, you know, coming into this season, man. This guy looks phenomenal. He still looks in great shape, Jeremy. He's one of those people that if he's healthy and his body allows it,
6: he's going to perform. Yeah. Because he's, you know, it's like they're just people that have a special motor, not not the motor in their body, the motor in their brain, just the motivation, hmm. right? And he's one of those special people, like, that go beyond the, even their own physical capability based on hmm. their internal motivation, just something about him, something, a desire to be great, a willingness to do anything to be great. I think that's in Carl Lawson. It's just a matter of he can't control his, the Achilles of his ankle, right? So we just have to get lucky yeah. with that. We have to hope that he's one of those guys, one of the success stories where the surgery went well, it's going to hold up, and if he holds up physically, the thing that and those are things he can control, the last thing I'm worried mm-hmm. about with Carl Lawson is the things he can control. Everything that he can mm-hmm. control, he's going to he and he's done nothing but shine. I mean he's just excellent. He is the perfect example of somebody who pursues
0: greatness and does everything in order to achieve it.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: he's I mean, like I said, that that, that guy is jacked. I mean, he's ridiculously ripped and, and still doing this thing, that workout where he just pushed that guy, bowled him over. I was like, "Wow. Like this guy is still <laughs> putting in work and it's just great to see him come back from that, you know, that injury that cost him it was a season for us last year, and now he's going to be back out there on the field paired with, you know, Jermaine Johnson, all the other guys we got in the past or Jacob Martin and Michael Clemens and all these guys. And we're, I'm telling you, that defensive line is just beastly, and we're going to wreck shop. But i got to get back to these yeah. lines, Jeremy, and it's phenomenal speaking to you. Before I let you go, man, give me the name of two players, man. Who do you think has the most to lose and the most to gain from their performance at training camp? Well, an obvious
6: one to me that has the most to lose or the most to gain and has so much riding on the training camp is on the offensive side, I would say Denzel Mims. Mm. So Mims
1: oh, has,
6: okay.
0: Yeah, so, go ahead, Jeremy. I've been waiting. Go ahead. Go ahead. Talk to him. Mims, why? Mims has an, Mims,
6: why? Mims has an opportunity to show that last year was just a catastrophic year of his life. Like It was the only year like it in his life. He's done nothing but excel mm-hmm. and do well until last year. So this is a, this is where he has an opportunity to come in and mm-hmm. show that that was just the year that he's put behind him and be the phenomenal athlete we know he can be, and he has a chance as far as to gain. I mean, I mean, he has a lot to lose because if he doesn't do that, he doesn't know the playbook. He's gone. He's either be traded for a, a low round pick or he's going to get cut, because there's no way we're mm-hmm. going to hold on to someone if you know if it's, it looks like it's going to be the same thing as last year. But then at the same time. He has so much to gain because if he comes in, he's really the, the best option if he's back to what, to the, again, that trajectory of where he was from his rookie year, that next step. He's really the mm-hmm. best option to come in for if Cor, uh, Corey Davis needs a, a break, Corey Davis gets banged up, misses a game, anything like that. To me, Denzel Mims, there's an opportunity to come in there and play the X as the backup yeah. of Corey Davis. and there, So there is a high-end uh, resolution for him because if Corey Davis just gets binded up and misses a game or two and Denzel comes in and gets the opportunity to play in that, S, he might, you know, have some big games and really reestablish his career. Um, on the defensive mm-hmm. side, I'd say, I'd say most to lose and most to gain is Ashton Davis. Mm. Cause here, here's a guy. Okay. Cause the, the fans, I mean, this is a guy who could end up not making the cut. Or be the first option off the bench if somebody if one of our two first, you know, if Whitehead or or go down, or even be a third guy on the field sometimes. So I think there's a big sway. There's a big po- uh, downside and upside for Ashton Davis for sure. And and I think I've never seen fans so mixed as far as their opinions of a player as I as I've seen with Ashton Davis.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow. Jeremy with some takes, man. Listen. Let's give Jeremy a hand. I
1: always like Jeremy.
0: He knows what he's talking about. Let's audio give him a hand. Whoa, 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 (laughs) whoa. Look, I like Jeremy. I think he's a good guy. But I'm not paying you guys extra for clapping longer than you should be clapping, okay? (laughs) Calm down. Jeremy's a great guy. He's great. Uh, You know, I like him a lot. He's cool. But, you know, the way my cash flow works, I'm not uh, paying you guys extra, okay? So just settle down. So listen, Jeremy, I want to thank you for calling in. I want to thank you for coming on the show. It's phenomenal to speak with you. You have yourself a good night, my friend. All right. Take care, brother. You yeah, have a good one. Listen, Jeremy coming on, sharing his knowledge. We're going to keep getting to these lines. So the audience is out of control, man. Again, please give the stream a thumbs up wherever you're watching me from. Please share the stream as well with your friends and your family along your social media too. Uh, if you like to give to the program, uh, you know, the um, Super Chat's there. If not, the Cash App is there as well. Um and you know, anyone if you have not subscribed, please subscribe uh to the uh stream as well. Please subscribe to the channel and also hit that notification bell. All right. So
1: <laughs>
0: salutes to everybody, my studio audience. Y'all need to calm down a little bit. So we're gonna get back to these lines again. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine is the number. Call in. Next we're going to my guy, Colin. Colin, we're coming to you next. Carolina Rusty Steve, we'll get to you right in a second. Salutes to you, Colin. I wanna thank you for calling in. Listen, Colin, we're talking a lot, man. Give me your thoughts about Becton coming into camp in shape. Things look good. What are your expectations out of him and do you think he take that left tackle spot? Hello? Colin, yes? Oh, this is not I'm Sorry, six, one, I'm sorry, six one six or six six one, excuse me. Uh give, give me your take on that, my friend. Oh,
3: um I'm happy to um hear that um he's He's healthy, you know, all this all this bad reports, just saying bad things about him. Now we get to see the mm-hmm. actual truth, and he's in great shape, and I can't wait to
0: see him on the field, and hopefully he stays on the field. Yeah, hopefully he does, man. I'm, I, look, look, I'm excited. I know a lot of people have talked about him, uh, had a lot of negative stuff to say about him, but let me tell you something. This guy's fired up. He's fired up, and he is ready to go, and he's going to shut down a lot of nonsense that people have been talking about. Again, we've already seen, people said he was 400 pounds. That man does not look anywhere near 400 pounds at all. You know what I'm saying? At all. It's like, you know, he's already shutting that down there. Now, when we talk about the offense, we talk about this offensive line, we've heard a lot of great things from Elijah Vera Tucker as well about some of the work that he's put in in the offseason. What are your thoughts about him sitting down with Lakeland Thompson and also working out with him in the offseason, man? How do you feel about a young player like him putting in the work in the offseason to get better? Well, you know,
3: it's great to hear um, that he's talking to his veteran, a guy like Lake, Lakeland Thompson, who's been amazing, you know, try to pick his brain and try to get better and probably help him with his technique, you know, it's great, you know. It's great to see the veterans helping um, with the young guys, and you know, hope because at all it's just gonna help everyone in the building and just make us stronger. So I'm very excited for it, and you know what? It's hope we can get we all can be healthy this year, and you know we may have a top ten offensive line if everything goes in mm. plan.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, you know, like like I mean, he said, some of the same things. We're gonna be scary. We're gonna be scary up front now. One of the things that I'm intrigued by is some of the battles that we're going to see on offense, right, some of the position battles. For you, when you look at some of these young guys, some of the rookies that are going to come in, do you see a spot on the offense where you think a rookie will be able to snatch a starting spot away from a veteran?
1: Um,
3: yes, there's a couple. Um, obviously, Bryce Ooh. Hall, the uh, be back. Um, it's okay. obviously, um, it. it seems like he's going to be pushing Michael Call to be a role type of player, which, um, mm-hmm. it's good, you know, because then we can have two great running backs and we can use them as weapons. Also with Wilson, Wilson, um, I don't think at the very beginning, he's on, he may not be, um, pushing people out, but I think at the end of the season, he'd be like more like last year, where we get to see oh.
0: more,
3: we get to see him, um, be great at the end of the season. I think Moore is going to be able to do great. And then on the mm-hmm. defensive side, I would have to say um, Jermaine Johnson. Um, Jermaine Johnson is going to get um, be able to go one-on-one. I believe the other people are going to be probably double-teaming Quinn um, Williams or um, Lawson. Um, so he's going mm-hmm. to his chance, and hopefully with
0: the his chance, he can be a dominant pass rusher. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, I could definitely see that. Again, like you talked about just on the offensive side, I think a lot of people are sleeping. I, listen, I love Michael Carter. I think he's phenomenal, but there's a lot of people talking about, hey, Bryce Hall's a guy that could end up being that starting running back, and he can definitely run the rock and, and push it. Because, I mean, this guy is extremely talented. Even when you talk about the wide receiver spot, Garrett Wilson could be a guy. I'm telling you. We, we've heard so many great things about him in OTAs and the work that he's putting in. Everybody's just Talking about how freakishly athletic he is—it's completely crazy. Now, Jason, it's my final question for you, man. When you look at this team, right? What player do you think has the most to lose and the most to gain from their performance at training camp? Give me one on offense and give me one on defense.
3: Uh, I was gonna say um, Denzel Mills, but um, I got, I got
1: mm-hmm.
3: uh, somebody. <laughs> them. So, you know what? I'm gonna you I'm said, gonna go with said. somebody different. No, nah, okay. I'm gonna make this most fun. I'm gonna say it the most is Mike White, and the reason why I said Mike White is because okay. he has he has the chance to show sure us this preseason and this training camp to show that what we saw from him last year when he we when we win against the Bengals and a couple of these other teams that he mm-hmm. that he can continue it and he could be by a backup for the rest of his career, and you know. Help oh. us. He could be like the Nick Folk to the Eagles. Okay. So I'm hoping for that. So he has much for that to prove. And then um mm-hmm. for defense, let's see. Um, I think Ashton Davis, this is his – he has to do something this year else I think he's going to be off
0: the team. Wow. Okay. Okay. Listen, you are not the only Jets fan that I've talked to. You know, I'm a fan myself. I've gone back and forth with so many people. And they talk about the same thing that, yo, this guy, Ashton Davis, needs to pick it up or he might be packing up. You know what I'm saying? He might be up out of here. So listen, Jason, you have gave us some solid takes. To the audience, give Jason a hand, man. He knows who
1: he's talking about. Yeah. I'm a... I'm a... Again,
0: again, y'all, too long. Okay <laughs> It's going <laughs> on for too long Okay Settle down I like him too He's a great guy Great takes from Jay Love him But come on man You know I'm not paying y'all extra for that So listen Jason I want to thank you for calling in my friend You have yourself a good night Alright
3: You too Jet up everyone That's
0: so what I'm talking about Let's go Listen Studio yeah. audience I need y'all to settle down You know what I'm saying I need y'all to settle down But J-E-T-S Just jet, jet. You know I'm saying? I'm fired up. I'm not going to let the studio audience stop my shine take away my energy. I love this team. Y'all just, I'm not paying you extra, all right? So we're going to get back to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers. Salutes to all the savages in the chat. Trevor from Canada salutes to you. Trevor says he's got a hot take. He says Garrett Wilson becomes the first Jets receiver since Brandon Marshall in 2015 to reach 1,000 yards. That's what Trevor says he's, he's got. That's his hot take. Salutes. We'll see. There's going to be, you know, some things to be thrown around. We got a lot of options. We'll see what's going on in his first year. That's 1,000 yards. receiver. We'll see what happens. You know what I'm saying? Salutes to all the savages in the chat. We'll continue on with the show. Get back to these lines. Again, 515 602 515 is the number. Call in. Next, we're going to my guy, from North Carolina. Rusty, Steve, we'll come to you in a second. Salutes to you, my friend. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Listen, there's so much to talk about. Training camp, veterans reported today. They're going to have their practices on Wednesday, or start the practice on Wednesday. A lot of guys have come on. All our veterans reported. We got a guy come, Got guys coming off the PUP. We're seeing Makai Beckton step onto this field, man. We're seeing him step into the facility. He looked amazing right? Looks, looks, looks oh, like yeah. he's in extremely good shape. How are you feeling about him going into training camp, and do you think he'll be able to shut down all the criticism and hate that he received in the offseason?
1: I
2: want to thank you, first of all, for taking my call, and uh, I feel a lot better hearing that he and a number of our key players off that PUP list I got reported mm-hmm. earlier today, and I was so relieved. I got a little, a little worried. this shot through my spine. <laughs> I thought, oh my God, oh no. But I, then again, mm-hmm. I kind of try to want to calm down and not think the worst is that maybe they're just taking it slow and deliberate with these key players because they're coming mm-hmm. off injuries and uh, we still have a lot of time before things start to really pick up in training camp, get into our first preseason game, eventual regular season. uh Beckton, as far as he's concerned, biggest thing, step one is getting in shape. You know, I know it was a really hard and painful year for him last year and uh disastrous year being lost, you know, early, early in the season. And I know it hurt him very badly. So it's been a long road back and having to deal with a lot of unnecessary BS about his weight and all this stuff. And I'm glad Mm -hmm. he shut that down by coming in in good, really good shape. I think some of the photos, he looked really trim for a man, his size, he looked good and that's, that's a great sign So at least he's healthy. He's strong, he looks a lot more fit than he's been in a long time, even slimmer than he was. When he came into the league, it was, what, 276 or three or 376, yeah. I think it was? I think it was something like that, town. yeah,
3: 360. Yeah, that's right. Like so
2: that. that's, a, that's a good sign for him and because uh, we know he's a tremendous uh, player. And I said many months ago going into the, the earlier draft, earlier this year, that he was a prototypical left tackle. When all the Kimi Kwanu talk was out there and Evan Neal talk was out there, I said that Beckton is the prototypical left tackle. Teams are going to be looking for guys that fit the mold of Makai Beckton. You know, it's not going to be enough for guys to just be six foot five or six four and weigh three fifteen. They're going to be looking for guys that are enormous, closer to Makai's uh, traits, than comparing them mm-hmm. to him. You know, if they have any movement skills at all, and, and as big as he is. So I'm very happy, and uh, I'm ready for this uh, competition to resume between he and George Fant. Uh, I think initially, I think back to George Fenton, we acquired him. A lot of us didn't think much of it when we got him from Seattle, but little do we know how good a, a tackle he is. So I think that whatever we, the decision goes is made by uh, Saul and the staff. Uh, I have to trust that it's going to be the right one for this team, and I think we're going to be fine either way.
0: Yeah, yeah. And now I want to talk about this as well because I had a lot of discussions yeah. with different people during the off season. If Makai Beckton doesn't win the left tackle spot and gets moved to right tackle, would you consider him a bust?
2: Oh, no. Oh, I think in the back of my mind, I'm weighing this decision based on Fant being a more suitable left than right and being less adaptable mm. than Makai. Makai can play either, mm. either side and dominate. He's a, free, yeah. so he's a true monster, Beckton is. He'll dominate either side he goes to. I don't know if we could say that about Fant. I don't know if Fan, I mean, Mm -hmm. Fan is a serviceable right tackle, but I guess obviously his strength from what they got to see when Beckton went down at left tackle, he exhibited a strength to play left tackle. And that wouldn't be, you know, wouldn't be the end. So I kind of want to see Beckton be our left tackle because I I believe he could be an all-pro left tackle and and perhaps a a future Hall of Fame tackle because he has that level of ability to be unique. You know, even, you know, put him up next to DeBrickershaw Ferguson. We have our true heir apparent. You know, we've been looking for a replacement mm-hmm. for for Brick for you know for quite a while since he retired and then, yep. then went to the the the, uh, the uh, Wall of Honor and you know to our little Ring of Honor and I was glad he he's being recognized as uh, one of our best uh, tackles the franchise has ever had and Makai is a worthy heir apparent. That's why in the back of my mind I don't want to see Makai moved because I want to see him be the heir apparent. To replace the Bricashaw Ferguson and dominate the position for 10 years and go to at least five or six, seven Pro Bowls and, you know, uh, gain Hall of Fame consideration and, you know, achieve the full accolades that I think he has the potential to do. But it's going to be interesting, yep. though. The thing's going to really heat up now. And um, I've been listening to some of your earlier calls, and I'm kind of mm-hmm. thinking about when you ask me that question, who's got the most at stake? You're talking about yep. offense and defense. Obviously, I've got a, a couple of names. One on offense, one on defense. Uh, as far as the offensive side, I'm thinking Denzel Mims. Okay. I think Denzel Mims has a lot on the line. I think this year he's got to he's got to show and demonstrate that he can adapt to this West Coast. It's been rough for him. Some things that happened were unforeseen wasn't his fault. You know, he got the food poisoning. And then he got the COVID. And when I heard he got the COVID, I said, oh, my God, he got COVID. So, it's like, it's like that just put him out of his misery, what was a tough year mm-hmm. anyway. And hopefully he'll have a chance to, to, to get in shape, get healthy. And the reports have been very positive on him. They say he's in great, great physical condition, the best he's been since he's been a part of the Jets. And hopefully he's uh, studied the playbook and had a chance to, uh, you know, put that practice time in, work on his routes. I think that's what's really held him back is the ability to be versatile within this offense. You know, the floor wants versatility. You know, he wants guys mm-hmm. to line up wide, line up in the slot, because what he wants to do is employ an offense that's so versatile and so unpredictable that it's hard for any defense to lock in on us as far as what we're doing. You know, I see what he's trying to do, and hopefully Mims is ready to exert exert himself, because I think if he does – he could be the next man. Everybody's been talking about him being a replacement possibly for Corey Davis. What do you think about yeah, that as a possibility? Yeah, a lot of people
0: saying
2: there, yep. Yeah, I'm thinking that he's younger. He's in great shape, and I think he has a little bit of a higher feeling than Davis, even though Davis was highly regarded when we acquired him, a good wide receiver. But I think I have a feeling that Denzel Mims might have a little bit higher feeling, you know? No, yes. Listen, I hear
0: you. I hear you. What about the, uh, the defensive side?
2: Now defense. I know that uh, Quentin, uh, Quentin Williams is looking for a long-term deal. Carl Lawson, he wants mm-hmm. to prove, you know, why we invested and, and paid him what we paid him. And Joe Douglas did take a risk, but I believe it's Bryce mm-hmm. Hall because Good. of what talk, we did the yeah,
1: That's go right. Go
2: and, uh, I thought he was a steal as a fifth-round pick. I didn't do the prior to us drafting him. I took it, you know, I did a little bit later on on Bryce Hall. But I didn't know to what extent how good a corner Bryce Hall was. He was kind of a, a sleeper, and kind of I think he was hurt or something happened to him that caused him to slip to the fifth round. Where I think he probably should have been going what maybe if not the second round, third round, but certainly a lot yeah. earlier than he was fit. And then somehow he slid all the way till the fifth round, and we nabbed him. And it was a, a positive reaction to it. I didn't know much about it. I was just going off people's reaction. I said, oh, it must be something to this. This cat must mm-hmm. be really a pretty good corner. And he proves to be a very good, solid starting corner. And I think that's despite the fact we had no pass rush to speak of. You know, we lost Carl yep. Lawson early and several other players early. And my man Bryce Hoff, who I was looking forward to seeing him flash his talent, we lost him, and it just it just fell apart. It was like we were just mm-hmm. bleeding, just hemorrhaging injuries. And, uh, and I think they have done what he did with no pass rush up front to support him. Because people don't realize when you have a good pass rush, you can put that quarterback in a in a, in a situation where he's much more timid in the pocket. You can see him maybe yep. rush some throws, and maybe he might have had a little bit of time. He might be hearing those footsteps. and You might see exactly. throws off the mark. Or, or in that Just little things. People don't realize when you watch yep. games. I've Throwing, watched the I mean, games for over 42 years, and I've seen it. You know, when the jet had the mm-hmm. sack exchange, the Giants, when they had their terrifying linebacker group, with the you know just the proposition of Lawrence Taylor coming on that blind side, and, and quarterbacks being worried, and how you might see those errant throws, and because when you have a good pass rush, you don't need great corners, you just need steady corners.
1: The Giants yep. were the best yep.
2: illustrator of, of that. They had this guy, I think his name was Elvis Patterson. They called him Toast. And he was always getting beat, but because those guys were making the ball come out, you saw a lot of four throws against that secondary. So they didn't have to hold yeah. the coverages tight. And I think our secondary mm-hmm. now is light years above what the Giants had in the eighties, you know, with Hall and Salt and uh, and, uh Salt Gardner, you know. Light yeah. years above no, what yeah. they had at that time. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean I mean you you're talking you're talking facts there. When you can have a pass rush that can get to a quarterback, like you said, it creates mistakes. When you have 30 oh, years yes. to throw the ball like we saw last year against us, right, with no pass rush, anybody was That's fine right. with throwing for 300 yards against us. We, could, we almost couldn't stop <laughs> it because the there thing. was nobody to get to the, to the quarterback. But when you got a second and a half where sometimes, you know, just a second, it's like, hey, you've got to make a decision or you're going to get hit, you're going to get stripped, or, yeah. you know, you've got to get, the, get right. the ball out of there. So, and that leads to but you know way. That absolutely does. Leads to a lot of turnovers. But you know what it is? I think our defense by more is because of our pass rush.
2: Go ahead. That's right. But you know what my biggest concern about this team is? My biggest concern, it's bigger than our pass rush. It's bigger than our mm-hmm. corners on the backside. Even though we have a little inexperience, you know, with Garner, even though he's highly talented, he is a rookie. Yeah. And uh, even though Zach Wilson, people are looking to see him step up and, and make kind of a little bit of a leap in year two, you know what it is? Mm-hmm. I'm more worried about this team's ability to stop the run. I'm very concerned mm-hmm. about that. Okay. Because the Jets front okay. looked very soft. And uh, and I remember back in the day, in the early 80s, when I was a kid, the 4-3 didn't let you run on them at all. With Cleco mm-hmm. and Marty Lines and on the inside and in up Dolphalon, you couldn't run. And Greg Buttle, you just didn't run at all. You did not run and at that, all. That... that defense was rated number one against the run. I think it was number two against the pass. Number, no, one, yep. number one against the pass, number two against the run. So the 4-3 that the Jets ran at that time was not a
0: soft 4-3 at all, Mm-mm. you know? I think that, and and I hear you, and there's a lot of people I've gone back and forth with that, talking about how they think, you know, we don't necessarily have that big nose tackle. That's what we need up front. But I think that the person that's going to answer that question, if, you know, the Jets become a better run defense, the guy that's going to lead that is Quentin Williams. That's what I think that this oh, year is going to okay. be about with Williams. I know that there's a lot of people talking about sack numbers and stuff like that. Some people think he's going to have double-digit sacks. I don't know about that, but I think that Quentin Williams will cause disruption because now he's got the added pieces, right? He's got Jermaine Johnson on one side. He's got Carl Lawson on the other side. So it's like, hey, we finally have a defensive front where you can't just double Quentin Williams. You can't do that anymore. So that's going to equal one-on-one matchups with him. And when one-on-one matchups come with Quentin Williams, if he's going to ever turn into the guy that we thought that we were getting, right, when we, when we took him at well, number three, he's even talked about not living up to that, that, that third pick in the first yeah. round. If he's ever going to turn into that guy, he's going to have to come in and wreck shop, which is going to turn into disruptions, yeah. tackles for losses, pressures, yeah. just penetrating the backfield, just causing havoc. That's what I want to see from Quentin Williams, and I think that that will turn into not being able to run on the New York Jets. Because when Quentin Williams is yeah. in your ear, when you get the handoff, where are you going to go? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go. We you saw know, flashes. So uh, where,
1: where it was only goes. two years ago when yeah. uh,
2: Quentin Williams showed flashes when he went head-to-head with Aaron Donald. You remember that? He, he's the yep. reason we yep. lost that draft position, you know. It, yep. it yep. wasn't yep. Uh, a made. People think Marcus May made the play, but it was Quentin Williams' play. He was just as good as Aaron Donald. Can yep. you imagine that, playing just as well yep. as Aaron wow. Donald did in that game? He was tremendous. You're right. Listen, the domino if, effect if of having can... that that talent around him, I yep. think it could could uh, you know, yield us results. I'm certainly hoping so. We're going to be tested early. The Ravens, you know, it, yep. no joke, they're tough. They're tough. And it's not That's so much just their running running back you got to worry about. You got to just like Buffalo, you have to worry about the quarterback breaking those runs. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what Todd's going to cover up with. He better he better really have his uh his thinking cap on and devise some kind of plan to contain him. But I think we can contain him week one. We can shock them and beat the Ravens.
0: Yeah, yeah. And we'll see. Now, before I let you go, my friend, because the lines yeah. are hot, really quickly, oh, yeah. give me a rookie on offense and defense that you think will potentially have a big impact.
2: Oh, now the rookies. I'm thinking give
0: me one
2: Wilson on two. offense. One on. Okay, okay. Garrett
0: Wilson on offense. On defense. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm thinking Jermaine Johnson. Okay. I'm thinking okay. because of what he can contribute as a run defender. I think he does have a, a higher pass rush feeling than people think he does. But I think initially, early in his career, we're going to need him to stop the run even more than rush the passer because we're so poor yeah. and, and rated so low against the run. We need him to be stout and effective and, and, and be uh, tough against the run. And I think that will help to elevate this defense.
0: Okay. Yeah, man, I listen, I like those choices. Garrett Wilson, a lot yeah. of people talking about him pushing this year to, you know, really make really make a, a big time impact in his flow. But like you said, Jermaine Johnson on defense too. We're counting on him to yeah. do so much. You talk about stopping the run, but also helping again to rush the pass. Rush. That's why we were so excited we finally got another pass rush on the other side of Carl Lawson. But listen, my friend, I That's gotta right. get back to these lines, man. I wanna thank you for calling right. in tonight. It was phenomenal to speak to you, man. And same here, Joe. And thank you for taking my call. You take care, buddy. Absolutely. You have a good one, my friend. Listen, my guy from North Carolina knows his stuff. Okay, when he talks his Jets, he knows what he's talking about.
1: <laughs>
0: God knows his stuff. Listen, we're gonna get back to these lines again. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine is the number call in okay we're taking all callers lines are hot we'll get to everybody again please subscribe to the stream if you have not subscribed hit that notification bell so when i post content you folks will be in the know all right please do that also you know share the stream with your friends and your family across your social media it's always greatly appreciated so we're going to get back to these lines again 515 602 515 602 is the number call in next we're going to my guy rusty we're going to Rusty. Salute, Steve. We'll get to you next. All the other callers will get to you in a second. Listen, this is my guy, Rusty. For those of you that do not know, Rusty, straight <laughs> Hey, Sam. Hey, I'm trying to tell y'all. Listen, Rusty, salute to you. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. It's great to speak with you. Listen, we're training. Great camp. speaking with you, Under- too, Joe. Listen, salutes. training camp. Salute show, today. salute. We sandwiches. fired up. Listen, we fired up.
1: Okay, I putture that intro so big.
0: Becton, <laughs> Becton, <laughs> Becton has showed up. Becton has showed up in shape, looking great. Give me your thoughts about him being activated off that PUP. Is it time to just say, listen, because starting left tackle and it is what it is, let me know.
7: I'm McDonald's, you know? I love him. It's our guy Mackay. So I'm, but, 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 I'm loving it. it. But and then uh, I'm I'm there, man. I it's it, it's I don't know. I don't know how people could be shocked. Like me and you aren't and they know there's some savages, you know, a majority. But you know, seeing what he's been doing, the proof has been in the put in the pictures and it's just like, Okay, I'm just gonna wear, you know, a big fat Albert shirt basically. So you really can't see hmm. nothing. And you know, there you go, Country Club. That one's for you. Skip it. So, <laughs> it, it's it's it, it's good. And as far as as far as with the the left tackle and the right tackle, you know, I I've, I've been saying it too. I've got to concur with Jeremy. You know, it he's a dominant left, but he, he, we can't we can't have Pant on the right side. He's that, that's it's it's bad. You know, and. It, it's like you know we're at the mercy of it almost, but Mackay will be our starting left tackle. You know we'll, we'll give fans mm-hmm. this money, and I think, but um, in a way too, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I mean, then you have the possibility of the raging Cajun. You don't know, you know where
1: it'll be like I got you, yeah. Mackay.
7: Back. I got you, so you go back to left tackle, and you know fans gonna. I then I, mean, I don't know what works with the trade with that. If we, I, so, I mean, that's a good, I, I guess we're having good problems. <laughs> you know, like that, that's a good problem in my eyes. But um, I, I it, the way that I see it, if it was to be in Fant had to start, I, I'd have to say that Becton's going to be on the right and, you know, Fant's going to be on the left just because it's because Becton is that much more of a superior athlete than him. He can flip his brain. Yeah. And he you know, he can he's he has that capabilities and he's just you know, yes, gonna
1: <laughs>
0: piss him off even yes, more.
7: No, so I, people would be it'd be good. I don't know.
0: And and I hear I hear a lot of people, you know, going back and forth uh with this take and talking about, you know, Makai Becton uh, possibly being moved to right tackle simply because, you know, they want to see Fan continue to start and Makai will be dominant on either side. But here's the deal. Makai Beckton, when he is our starting left tackle, he's an elite starting left tackle. So that's why I kinda of look oh, at it like I move him yeah, why move him if he's dom if he's elite on that side like we've seen, he was a top five left tackle. I'm not just saying that. Damian Woody said it, a bunch of, you know, other guys that are analysts and all that stuff said that stuff. And look, if you can't like we say, competition in every position. If Fant is not competent or isn't as competent on the right side or isn't getting it together and not doing what he needs to do in the scheme, then that open up competition to take your position. Maybe we see a guy like Max Mitchell step up over there. There's other guys as well that we can end up adding to. So I just think that Makai coming in in shape, that knee being 100 percent, according to Robert Sella, him being activated off that PUV is like, uh, yeah, he's about to you know put on a show, and he's going to make sure that people oh. eat their words. He's really healthy. He's going to go out there and put it together, man. Serious business. But oh, he's going to oh, I feel you. Yeah, he's going to eye hop it. Uh, no, no, I um, I,
7: I agree. Yeah. He's, he's going to eye hop it, you know, but pay, pay, it's all it's almost yeah. too just simply a, that Fant is terrible at right tackle. You know what I mean? Like it really. I, I believe yeah. that he had. Yeah, I, I think he was he was in there, and that's what the side that mm-hmm. just got steamrolled actually to take out mm-hmm. Mackay. And it mm-hmm. was what McGovern yeah. who landed on Mackay. No, it was, no, just, it, it, was, it, it,
0: was Greg, it was Greg Van Roten. Greg Van Roten. Yeah, Van right Rotten.
7: Yeah. Damn Van Rotten. And, <laughs> but it
0: it, it, it was just
7: like, I, I don't know. Like, I, you know, I put that, I tried to put that in a part of my brain where it's like selective, I yeah. guess. And it just was just a nightmare. So <laughs> it was uh, it just all parties so when, involved. You know, you got to go. Yeah. It, yeah. But right, that's how you, I see it, at, man, unfortunately. Yeah. I, look,
0: I hear you. But when you look at our offense, man. In the situation that we're in right now, what rookie do you think will potentially have the biggest impact for our offense? Again, you don't know, no, I'd probably have to.
7: If it it, it might happen, it, you know, the raging Cajun, you know, I really he might you creep, think over yeah
0: there, over all that he might have. Well, those are impact? givens.
7: Those are givens, okay. but yeah, if it comes it's, to right tackle, it. you know what I mean. If if he mm. if it comes to right tackle, yeah. You know, an anchor at right tackle, and then Mackay can go at left. I mean, you almost got me to curse right there, man. So, oh it's, yeah, <laughs> it's not like in a good one, you know. But it, uh, it, yeah, I, I would say so because then that would free up even more of having the wide receiver. You know, he'd be like a like a fart, and that's you know, a silent but deadly. Yeah. To where you're not calling him out, and that's a good thing, you know. And then all of a sudden, halfway through the year, you're like, oh my god. <laughs> what what is this you know and and it's just uh, that's that's what i think or that's what i'm hopeful for to where it just can you know overflow into everybody else from zach to hall to to wilson the other wilson you know thank god we have multiple names of people because that's not confusing but it's good (laughs) (laughs) no listen i hear
0: you now now we go to the defensive side of the football man when you look at this just linebacker position, what are your thoughts about that open spot? I believe it's that weak side linebacker. Who do you think takes that spot, man? Cuz there's going to be so many guys competing. Hamza Neserdine, Jamin Sherman, Jamin, uh, Sherwood. Who do you think ends up, you know, beating beating people out to be that weak side linebacker for us, man?
7: I, I think it might be the Dean Amin. I I think it might okay. be him. Um, you know, got, you know, with injury and everything, but uh I, I think it might be him or Possibilities out there. We might go for the, another linebacker. I, you know, mm. Joe might do something together. Who knows? But, yeah. um, Quinn and... Uh, yeah. Right. Jesus. Now, now yeah. I'm like, confusing the brothers together. Uh, uh, he, Quincy. Quincy, <laughs> Williams? Quincy
0: Williams. Yeah. Quincy
7: Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Guy. It's just. It's good. It's good. <laughs> I just feel bad. You know. I, I imagine how the other teams must feel. It's great. Yeah. But. Uh, <laughs> It, it it's he he remind he's I think it, uh, he's going to be that thing that if he can just get the plays you know into his head and just settle down and be controlled chaos I I think that's okay. only going to see this more because those screens oh my God Joe those screens I got PTSD Ooh. of those things too it's worse than the Man. runs and stuff. it's the, I that third and twenties I see it it's like oh no how. Boy, if he can control himself and he gets under that, I, I think he's going to take that down. You know, he's just oh, – he's a ball those, of energy, that dude. Rusty,
0: those screens, man. Oh. Yeah. yeah.
1: They yeah. ate
0: yeah. us <laughs> up last year on screens. Whether it be running back screens to running back, screens to tight ends. Oh, my God, the tight end coverage was awful. Look, I'm so glad that we have moved forward. It was terrible, Rusty. But sticking with this defense, man, we talked about the linebacker position. Give me your thoughts about cornerback position because there's so many battles going on within it. Who do you have pegged right now as our number one and two corner going into camp?
7: Uh, If we're going draft pick-wise, I'd probably say, you know, Sauce at the one. Um. But it's just so I, I don't know. I think because they're going to make them fight for it. I think it's going to be between Reed and Hall and Sauce. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to be like a a good. I don't know, like a good si dough in a fashion. I and, and they, all and every and the good thing is everybody wants to be that number one. So,
1: mm-hmm.
7: I mean, I've.
0: Jeez, yeah, it, 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 I'm telling you, it's it, it, going to be crazy. That 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 cornerback position is full of sharks. I keep saying it, and you have and I, and too. I know, yeah, e- Eccles again. I, I brought that. I'm telling you, Michael Carter II. That dude was phenomenal as a slot yeah, corner. Yeah, too. The best slot It's crazy. Of the <laughs> he was young.
1: Yeah, makes, I mean,
0: it's crazy. It's so many guys. You got Eccles. You got you know again Bryce Hall. People think he's just going to give up that cornerback, that number one spot. No, I'm telling you, he's not. He he's gonna battle. for that. He's wanted the Bryce one of the bright spots on our defense, then you got Sauce, then you got D.J. Reed, a guy that can play slot, and he can play, uh, you know, number one or two, corner two. I'm telling you, we, we, it's going to be a lot of battle. And, and he can pick flies. it off, too. Absolutely. It's, Absolutely.
1: I'm telling it's you. Crazy. Rusty, it's
0: crazy. It's, it's completely <laughs> it's good. crazy. Listen, so before I let you go, Rusty, because we got to get back to these lines, it's been great speaking to you. Before I let you go, give me two players. Give me a player, Right that has the most to gain and the most to lose from their performance at training camp. Give me one on defense. Give me another one on offense. Defense.
7: Most to lose and most to gain. So what is that, one in in the same, or do you want one of different ones on each?
0: Well, just, just, yeah, give me one of different ones on each. Who who has the most to lose on offense and the most to gain on offense? Who has the most to lose on defense and the most to gain on defense? All right. I would
7: – I mean, shoot. I'd probably say record on offense, Jeremy, just uh, just because of the jitters of being a, a, like a savage himself and, and putting it on, you know, um, mm-hmm. letting that settle down and just letting him do what he did in Ohio State and then some. Because if he did anything like he did at Ohio State, good God. You know, like I,
1: mm-hmm. those
7: are my Buckeyes. You know, like he—he's he, the reason I'm telling you why he is the reason that Justin Fields got selected where he did. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm—I'm I'm upset about missing those rings, but anyway, mm-hmm. but he's—he's—he's—he's uh, he's, he's, he's a great outlet and then some. And he, you know, he's got your your weak side, your blind side. You know, before you know it, he mm-hmm. clears somebody out. So, I would probably say him. He's a Okay, what I would probably defense? say Ruckert on offense, defense. What about the- probably Ashton Davis going get mm. you know?
1: <laughs> it's it's, <laughs> it's
7: that time, you know. It really is, wow. and because uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Did you see the crop of like I thought some of the dudes were coming out this year that are staying in college, like you you have uh Loon or whatever his name from Arkansas. Yep, you yep. have. You have the kid from A and M, then you have the other kid who transferred to Notre Dame. Like, there's mm-hmm. that's, and they're they're better than him already. So, yeah. you know, it's it's put yeah. up or I shut mean, up, bud.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of people talking about that, and again, with the, with the improvement in our safety position, uh, Whitehead coming in, who's phenomenal. This guy is really yeah. gonna bring or something to the New York Jets defense. And, again, I know a lot of people talking about, you know, coverage and stuff like that, but I think the Whitehead will be very solid in coverage. He even talked about, hey, in Tampa, they didn't really ask me to cover too much. I was just, you know, kind of doing my thing, you know, bringing hits and stuff like that, but I can cover. And then, again, we got yeah. LaMarcus Joyner coming back. Everybody's excited about him, but even Ashton Davis, he's going to be battling, okay? There's guys back there that he's going to have to, you know, put up with they are going to be fighting for this spot. Jason Pinnock. You know, we talk about Riley. We talk about Parks, Will Parks. We talk about those guys, you know what I'm saying, really pushing Yeah, so yeah like said, too. Jesus, if, forgot about him. Yep. If, <laughs> if he does not get it together, if he don't get it together, you know, yep. we'll see. But, Rusty, i got to get back to these lines, man. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. You have yourself a good one, my friend.
7: You too, Joe. and Shout out fellow savages. Connor, Crunchy Club Hughes is going to get it tonight <laughs> at 10 o'clock somewhere. It's <laughs> happening. It's going to be good. So I'm just doing that little thing out there. It's going to be good.
0: Salute <laughs> to you, Rusty.
1: Really
0: Listen, Rusty, calling in. You know, I don't have any issues with anybody. I love everybody. You know, everybody that loves the Jets. You know, everybody that reports on the Jets. You know, I respect everybody. I know some people I have issues with some people. I have no issues with anyone. Uh, but you know, this team is looking good, man, and I'm fired up about them fired up about them so we're going to keep getting to these lines again 515-602-9639 515 602 is the number call in we're taking all callers salutes to all the savages in the chat we're going to keep things rolling also please give the stream a thumbs up if you haven't subscribed please subscribe greatly appreciate it and hit that notification bell so when I post content y'all will be in the know next we're going to my guy steve steve salutes i want to thank you for calling in listen steve we're talking training camp Makai Beckner reported looking good. How are you feeling about that, Steve?
4: Hey Joe. Well, first of all, thank you for having me again on the on your show tonight. I know it's been for a while. How have you been?
0: I've been great. I've been great, man. It's always good to hear from you. How are you? How have you been?
4: Doing all right, man. I mean, I've been busy a lot lately. That's why I've been calling on to your show. Sorry I've been missing your show. But um
0: That's but all the, good, man. Um, you gotta do what you gotta do.
4: Yeah, thank you, man. Really appreciate it. Um, So, no, the thing was, like, so today when I was at work, you know, I made I made a post on Twitter, you know, it's an exciting day. It's like Christmas Day all over again because the Jets are reporting it the training camp. And I got to tell you, when I saw the picture coming in, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I know he's big, but it, he looked like he was in the best shape that I've ever seen him. Because you know, because everybody was all saying, "Oh, he's over 400 pounds. He doesn't look like he's over 400 pounds." I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say what his weight is, but man, he 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 just looks, he looks great, and he looks like he's ready to get back on the field. And what even makes it better is he passed his physical today, which is great news. Mm-hmm. So now that he passed his physical, he's able to go back out there. And not only did he pass but so did Carl Lawson and C.J. Uzama because there were yeah. rumors that were going, they were going to both start the PUP list because, you know, Uzama had the foot injury towards the end of the mm-hmm. year that, that after when he was in the Super Bowl. And then, obviously, we know what happened with Lawson last year with the Achilles. So, you know, it's, it's, it's exciting to see the team go back to training camp. And, Joe, I want to give you the heads up. I'll actually be at the open practice on saturday okay. so i'll get
0: to see the live that's wonderful that's wonderful salute i'm, I'm glad you're going to have that experience there i know a lot of people are fired up and going man i wish i could go but you know i gotta <laughs> i know I you're gotta out gotta in do, cali but, listen joe yeah, joe it's understandable you know,
4: i wish i could
0: go man. i wish i could go but you know it is what it is listen I, I i hope you go and you have a great time now you talked a little bit about carl lawson man you know what he's bringing again. He's off the PUP along with Makai Becton and, like you said, C.J. Uzama as well. What are your expectations of Carl Lawson going into this season? I Man, how fired up are you to see him finally back out there doing his thing on the field?
4: But I am excited to see him back out there. The main thing is though that I, I want this to happen is for Lawson. Is I I want to make sure that he gets out of training camp very very healthy this year. Not only just him. But the whole entire roster, because obviously we saw what happened with last year with injuries that happened. I mean, listen, Joe, there were already some things that are going on, unfortunately, around the NFL lately. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it um, today? We we got a report today that Joe Burrow has to get something removed out of his body. I think I think it's mm-hmm. his appendix. He's got to get removed, and he's mm-hmm. going to be missing some time. and And listening to that. That, that kind of worries me. Kansas City recently just lost a receiver for the season. Um, it's like one of their third or fourth string receivers that's done for the season. Like, when I saw that, Joe, that's something that I just got really, really nervous about. Because, listen, I understand that the game of football today, injuries does happen. But when it, when it comes to practicing and training camp, that's the biggest thing that I always worry about. Don't get me wrong. I'm excited when mm-hmm. the team goes back to training camp this year. But the thing is, the biggest concern is, is making sure the team gets healthy.
0: Yeah. You know, you, again, making sure that everybody stays healthy. I mean, I know you talked about around the league, but we saw that last season, right? How many guys did we have go down in the offseason that either missed time coming into the season or didn't, you know, go into the season at all? Even during the season, early parts of the season, we had guys go down. You know, we saw, again, you know, uh, we saw we lost Carl, Carl Lawson in the off season. Elijah Vera Tucker, Elijah Moore, they missed time in the off season as well. Quentin Williams had an injury that meant he missed time. Gerard Davis, when he was here last year, missed time. So we went into, into the season, you know, missing some guys and banged up, and then throughout the season as well, we got banged up too. So yeah, you know, looking around, seeing injuries in the off season, definitely, I, I can, you know, absolutely see what you're talking about. We want to go into the season, yeah, you know, yo- healthy this year. So I'm sure this 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 staff and everybody is going to be cautious but you know guys got to go out there and play and I'm just excited about some of the guys that we're bringing back yeah
4: yeah no Joe the other thing I just wanted to say really quickly the other update mm. that I that I also saw today too was which was this I mean I know we're not Steeler fans but today Mika Fitzpatrick their star Stacy today when he was on a workout bike he fell off of the workout bike and landed on his wrist and luckily <laughs> According to the coach, like like that's like like that's a big fear that I have that that could happen with one of our players. That that's a big fear that I have. Luckily, Mika Fitzpatrick is okay. But the but the good news is is that he's going to be on the uh, the non injury list for the first couple of practices. It's just Joe. That's always the biggest concern that I always have. Listen, go to practice, get what you need to get done, and then just get out. Mm. Don't like like no injuries, nothing.
0: Yeah, listen, I hear you. Now, before I let you go, Steve, give me a rookie on offense and give me a rookie on defense that you think would potentially have a big impact.
4: And the rookie mm. on defense, I think, is going to be Jeremiah Johnson. I mean, Jermaine Johnson, excuse me. I'm Jermaine sorry. Johnson? Um, yeah. The, oh, okay. Yeah, and and then the other one that you were talking about, too, was about who I think is going to have, like, the biggest impact on the offensive defensive side. And I'm gonna and Mm. I'm already gonna give out the two players really quickly. It's Denzel Mims and Ashton Davis. And the reason why I'm saying both of them is because this is their for both of these players, this is their last chance, I think, this year. It's either they can make Mm. the roster or they're gonna get cut.
0: Wow. Okay, okay. Listen. You're talking that talk Steve, I'll I'll give it to you. Listen, I want to thank you for calling in, Steve. You have yourself a good night, all right, my friend? Thank you, Joe.
4: Have a good night. Go Jets.
0: All right. Listen, Steve calling in. He had some takes there. He had some takes. He said, listen, Denzel Mims and Ashton Davis, this might be the last time for them. Might be the last last check for them. We'll see. We'll see. Depending on how many wide receivers we keep. Again, we're Rashad Davis on the roster. We also got Jeff Smith. He's on the roster, too. He's going to be fighting. Denzel Mims is going to be fighting. I know there's been a lot of talk about him in the offseason and that everybody's excited about him. The coach is calling him Mimsy and all that other stuff. But when it's time to go out there, he's going to have to perform. So there's been a lot of talk, man. I look at it, and I, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on with this football team. Man, so many people are going to be – so many guys are going to be fighting for positions, man. So many things going on. I'm excited about training camp. You know, getting, getting the wheels rolling and getting everything going. Can't wait for the practices and everything to happen. So now I'm going to go ahead and close out the show. Whew, this has been a fire show. A lot of callers, a lot of talk. Listen, I am the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on the Long Beach Joe show, your boys also on Twitter, okay? Go on Twitter, search Young J 0 Again, Young J
1: 0
0: Follow me. I'll follow you right back. I love going back and forth to folks about this football team. Again, you know what I'm saying? You want to troll me? No issues. I'm the troll that lives under the bridge, okay? And I will troll you right back with my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times. At all times. I'll have my Vera Tucker jersey on. Fight on. All I'm saying is that if you want a good offensive lineman, you might want to look at USC. That's all I'm saying. Guys, dominant. Went from the left side; he's going to be playing on the right side. He's going to dominate people on the on the right side as well. I'm just saying that. So go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you right back. We can go back and forth. Shows page as well is at the Long Beach Joe. At the Long Beach Joe. Follow the show as well. Okay. I'm also on YouTube as well at. Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube, okay? Come on over, subscribe, hit that notification bell if you don't troll me. No issues, okay? Go ahead and hit those comments and troll me, and I'll troll you right back, and we can go back and forth. And as always, people, when you see me in person, okay, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone. Free hugs for everyone. the hugs will always remain free, no matter what anyone says, they will always remain free. I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank everybody for calling in. Without you folks, I'm absolutely nothing. Thank you for taking the times out of your day to call in and listen to the show. And again, salutes to Willie for calling in from the 757 Virginia Jets Fan Club. Everybody that's in Virginia, get involved with them any way that you can, okay? You
1: folks have a good one. Peace. <laughs>